Some people say that uh, God gave us one mouth and two ears because we need to listen more than we speak. And I've read uh, recently that in the Gospels, Jesus asked 307 questions but answered only eight of them. No, I don't know about the math because I haven't gone and, uh, and done that myself to look it up, but, but I do know for a guy who knows everything, he sure asked a lot of questions and spent a lot of time listening. You know, it's a rare gift to be listened to. And it's a rare person who doesn't jump to assumptions about us and instead asks us what we need. And yet that is Jesus' method of ministry in many places. We see that in the story of Bartimaeus, the blind beggar in the 10th chapter of Mark. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. In the midst of the chaos of that large crowd, Jesus' ears are attuned to the cry of the needy. Now Bart can't see where Jesus is, so he just calls out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowd tells him to shut up. But Jesus listens and calls him to his side. So they called the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Now Jesus, being Jesus, knows everything about Bartimaeus. He knows his physical blindness. He knows his social challenges. He knows his family issues. He knows his financial issues. He even knows every thought that Bart has. But still, before he does anything, Jesus asks the question and listens to Bart's answer. He honors Bartimaeus by listening to what he wants. And only then does he spring into action and he's healed. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Do you see Jesus' method for ministry? He keeps his ears open to the needs of those around him. And he wants to help, but before he does, he asks questions, and he listens to them some more. And then he acts. And in the whole process, he develops a relationship, because by the time it's all over, Bartimaeus and Jesus are friends, and Bartimaeus is following Jesus along the road. Jesus listened, then act, then acted. Last year before COVID hit, 
we at Resurrection here had a vision for ministry that we were committed to live into. We said that we were going to connect people to Jesus, that we were going to worship passionately and authentically, that we were going to bless the Hastings community, that we were going to develop Christian leaders, and that we were going to look like our community. And now that we're kind of turning the corner on COVID, I'm sure that a lot of you are ready to jump into to living out that vision. But before we do, before we do, let's pause and take a moment to listen to what our community needs, to listen to what our neighbor is. Before we, needs, before we jump back into new programs or new ministries or, or revitalizing ones that we used to have, let's listen to our neighbors and see what they need. And then we can act. And so here's the challenge, the listen up challenge. In the next month, the challenge is for, for Resurrection Church to listen to at least 100 of our neighbors. Now, there's more than 100 people worshiping with us this morning. So that's just about one person. But if we could have 100 conversations where we listen to our neighbors before we jumped into action, what a blessing that would be. What a blessing to listen to our neighbors. But which neighbor? Now that's the question, isn't it? Well, think of the neighbors in the houses just immediately around you, <clears throat> or in the apartments immediately around you, maybe on your floor. You don't have to go far. Uh, some of you that, uh, that live out in the country, you might have to go a little further, but that's okay. Find a neighbor. And as you go up to them, make sure it's a neighbor that you already know, know their name, some neighbor that you already would talk to um, when you see each other in the yards or when you're in the, the parking lot or something. Um, don't just cold call on a complete stranger knock on the door. They might think you're a salesperson or, or a Jehovah Witness or something. You know, find, find somebody that's a friend or, or at least an acquaintance and ask for a moment of their time and to listen to what they have to share. And it might go something like this. Hey, hey, Janet! Hey, you got a minute? I might have two. Well, that's great. How convenient. Yep, say, um, I go to Resurrection Church and we're trying to, to listen to, to our neighbors and see what uh, uh, needs there might be in the community, how we can best respond to that now that we're coming out of COVID. And, and I wonder if you could help me out by just uh, uh, talking with me for just a minute. You're just asking me this? I mean, you know I don't, I, I'm a Christian, but I don't really go to church. Uh, that's okay. We're just talking, talking to any neighbor that will talk to us. Okay. All right. So, now how long have you lived here? Oh, about 30 years. Wow, 30 years. Mm -hmm. I've only been here too. That, so, you, you probably understand a lot more about the, the community uh, than I do. So, you know, what, what would you say that right now um, some of the big needs in our community are? Um, I would say um, people who have been shut in for so long, and that includes adults, and, but especially the kids. I worry a lot about the kids because the future's pretty uncertain and... Um, just it's a year lost and I, I worry about them yeah me too um it's 
Can you think of any way that the church might be able to help those kids? Well, being I haven't been to church in a long time, uh, you might already be doing this, but um, I think um, getting them finally able to get together and um, thinking of ways for them to reach out themselves into the community as a group. I mean, I, I know, do, they, do they still have church camp? We still have camps, oh, okay. yep. Okay, um, beyond that, but to be here and present as well. And I know it's a tough call for a kid, but I think it would be really cool. And what about you? Do, is there anything I can do for you or anything the church could do for you? You mean like for me, for me? Yeah, for you. Oh. Well, really, wink, wink. Um, I have a garage full of old electronic equipment, and I have a little dinky car, and I can't get it all up to that place in Egan to get rid of it. But, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, there, you know, we can probably uh, find a way to help there. I mean, there, there's people have, that have trucks and time in the church. Uh, really? Uh, you know, now, how much of this stuff, how big is this pile? Well, if I had two big pickups, I think I'd have it down. Well, you were really into the electronics. I'm telling you, well, you know, I have a lot of stuff left by my kids and everything that's just sitting there, too. All right, well, well give me a chance. I'll, I'll work on that. Oh, okay. Um, any other thing that you'd like to, any other thought that you might have? Well, all I can think of is I really appreciate you saying something to me because I never in a million years thought we would be discussing this. I, I, it's just kind of nice. Did I. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of nice to think that someone would actually care what I thought, even though I don't attend. Well, um, we're going to listen to a, a lot of neighbors, and uh, we'll put that all together. Would, would you like to hear the results that we come up with? I would. Here? All right. Um, do you have an email? We could send it to you in the email? Or? Uh, I don't really pay attention to my emails. I might get lost in there and never answered. Then it'd be okay. Would it be okay if I just uh, uh, come back? and It's going to be about a month before okay. we, we do that. That'd be great. Okay. Great. I'll come back and talk to you later. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot, mm -hmm. Janet. Yep. Now, that's just a little... Uh, scenario, and uh, uh, Janet came up with her own answers here, and, um, and that's what's going to happen. So you can't get hung up on the, uh, exactly on how the conversation's going to go, because the key is that you're there to listen. And uh, there is an a, um, insert in the bulletin that kind of gives you some, some sample things that you might use to, to talk about it. Uh, but the key is that you listen, you have a conversation with, with one of your neighbors at least. And, uh, you know, they might, they might come up with something that we can't solve. I mean, I've got to pick up and if I can find one more, I bet we can haul some stuff to recycling. But they might ask you for something that, that not even the whole church really can, can respond to. But that's okay. Because the key is that you're listening. You know, the same thing happened to Jesus. In the very uh, same chapter, chapter 10 of Mark, Jesus asked the same question he asked the Bartimaeus. What is it that you want me to do for you? And two people respond, James and John. Well, well, let's see how they respond. Then James and John, the son of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left hand in glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink 
and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. Those places belong to those for whom they've been prepared. James and John, they want to sit in the position of honor at Jesus' side in glory, but he tells them that that's not something that even he can do for them. Still, he asks, and he listens to them. And sometimes it's not solving the problem that matters most, but the listening. What a gift it is when somebody really listens to us. When was the last time somebody really listened to you? In your bulletin, you can find this sheet that has some of the sample questions. And like I said, don't get hung up on, on following a script, but listen and respond. If they ask you a question about the church, um, share with them. Answer their question, but don't make the conversation about the church or about your needs. Make it about your neighbors. Listen to them. I mean, we appreciate their input, but if your neighbor is, is having a bad day and they tell you that, that their dog just died, their car broke down, and you say, yes, but what about this question about the community? No, 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 don't do that. Just listen to him as long as it takes, and then maybe you can add, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? On that first Easter afternoon, two people were walking towards their home in Emmaus. They are distraught because of what has happened over the past week, how Jesus has been crucified. And now they're confused because they've heard a report that Jesus might actually be alive. And as they're walking along, Jesus comes up and starts walking with them. But they're kept from recognizing who he is. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. What's more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who had said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. You know how patient Jesus is. He doesn't cut them off as they tell their story, as they tell his story. He doesn't say, yeah, 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 yada, 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 I know all this. They need to talk. And so Jesus listens. And we can do the same. We can do the same. And it's only later at the, at the table that Jesus gives them what they actually need, which is to see him 
Because there at that table, he breaks the bread, and in the breaking of the bread, their eyes are opened, and they realize that Jesus is alive, and that Jesus is with them. So if somebody doesn't answer all your questions when you're talking, that's okay. Just be patient and give them the blessing of a listening ear, as Jesus did. Now I know for the half of you who are introverts, this sermon is scarier than hellfire and damnation. (laughs) The thought of actually talking to someone, but remember, not asking you to talk to a stranger, talk to a neighbor you know. And remember that as as an introvert, you're really good at listening. So don't go to the strangers, go to someone you know. And and if you still aren't ready to accept this challenge, then, then let me simply ask you to pray about it. To pray for an opportunity to have a conversation, one that doesn't scare you. And if that opportunity comes, then take it. And if it doesn't, that's okay. There's no shame in it. No shame here. And for the other half of you who are extroverts and already know the six people you're going to talk to this afternoon, (laughs) remember that that this is about listening. So you be in prayer too and pray to be a good listener. They don't need to hear uh, your latest story. They need a listening ear. So pray for that. And if they do ask you about the the church, you can tell them how great resurrection is. But remember, the, the focus is on them. And if you don't live here, in this community, that's okay too. Because Jesus' Jesus's method of asking, listening, and then acting can bless neighbors and build relationships no matter where you are. No matter who your neighbor is, whether it be Bartimaeus from Jericho, or whether it be the neighbor that you're thinking about right now. You know, the one that God has already put on your heart and your mind leaped to when I first made this challenge. No matter where you are, no matter who your neighbor is, we can follow in the footsteps of Jesus and bless them by listening to him. Let's pray. God, we are always astounded that you would listen to us. That in the midst of all the sounds and all the crowds of this world, that that when we offer a simple prayer like this, that you hear. And after hearing, you respond. We pray that we can be like you. Jesus, help us to, to have the courage to have a conversation with our neighbor, just to listen to them and their needs. And Lord, if there's somebody that that has a special need, bring us to that person so we can hear and we can respond because we want to bless our neighbors. We want to bless our communities in your name. So grant us that. Lord, help us to step up to the challenge in this next month to hold those conversations and to bless our neighbors.